Welcome to The Strategic Investor. Join us as we interview some of the world's most productive asset managers and uncover sophisticated and unique investment strategies in the markets. Here is your host, Charlie Wright. Hello and welcome to Strategic Investor Radio on OC Talk Radio, where we bring you investment strategies you are not hearing elsewhere. We're very pleased you've joined us today. I'm Charlie Wright, and we'd like to welcome for the very first time Louis Navalier, founder and chief investment officer of Navalier and Associates with headquarters in beautiful Reno, Nevada. Louis, welcome to Strategic Investor Radio. It's great to be here. So, Louis, uh, you are a well-known face and voice to anyone following business media, uh, CNBC or any other outlet. You've been publishing your market research and stock analysis since 1980, so you're a young guy like me, and you've been active, actively managing investment portfolios for individuals and institutions since 1987. You use fundamental and quantitative analysis and a bottom-up stock selection process. You are a brave man, a stock picker. So give us a brief background of yours, will you, Louie? Well, I'm originally from Berkeley, California, which means I'm fully trained in socialism. <laughs> and uh, what they teach is that we should all index. Because uh, if we try to out-earn our neighbors, we will create social unrest. So therefore, we must index for social harmony, etc. The problem with indexing is it builds bubbles. Uh, back in the go-go 90s, when the market t- uh Peaked out in March of 2000, 54% of the S&P was in seven giant tech stocks. You can see it's blowing a bubble under the FANG stock today. So what's happening is um, I rejected that. And uh, when I was young and dumb, I used to build index products to design and track the market. And I, I accidentally started to beat the market. So I learned I was lied to in college. So my whole passion is to find the anomalies, the inefficiencies in the market, and to capitalize on them. I have to tell you, it's probably the easiest time ever in my lifetime to beat the S&P right now. Well, that is great to hear. And uh, so, so Louis, before we get further on, uh, why is that story not being told in the Wall Street Journal and other media outlets? Well, the mainstream media likes to just basically tell everybody that no one can beat the market, and, uh, and uh, they like to poo-poo all the managers. They're secretly jealous of them. You may know that Andrew Ross Sorkin uh, writes uh, for that Billion show on uh, Showtime. And uh, somehow every portfolio manager is also a pervert. Okay. So, uh, you know, it, it just shows a, a very uh, interesting bias. Well, very interesting. And I, we really appreciate that take. And, and by the way, again, before we continue, I have really appreciated receiving just the last uh, a few months, your little weekly podcast here, the last, I think, seven or eight minutes, and you get kind of an update, especially in kind of turbulent times, and uh, I really appreciated having that, and uh, you, you know, everything you've said so far has, uh, you know, turned out to be very accurate in, in your prescient moments, and uh, so I, I really appreciate it and enjoy it, and before we move on then, those who would like to receive that, uh, what, what can they do? I presume they, they can sign up somewhere. Well, yeah, uh, they can go to navalier.com. It's N-A-V-E-L-L-I-E-R.com. There's a picture of Lake Tahoe there. Um, uh, on there, you'll you'll have our latest podcast. You'll have uh, full access to um, our uh, 
free databases like our dividend grader, our stock grader. All our research is online free to investors. Uh, additionally, you can sign up for a weekly service called Market Mail, where myself and uh, four other folks uh, comment on the market every week. That comes out on Tuesday. So it's all free commentary and Great. free research. Okay, thank you. So so briefly, tell us about your methodology. Again, uh, you, you use a combination of fundamental and quantitative analysis. I presume you do not use technical analysis. What do you look at, and uh, what's your methodology in proceeding? Sure. Our quantitative analysis is looking for stocks that zig when the market zags. Uh, that's called an alpha, technically. And our top-secret quantitative ratio is essentially alpha divided by volatility. So we're looking for stocks that move independent of the market that aren't that volatile. Then once we identify the ones that score well in our quantitative research, then we want to make sure they're fundamentally superior. And this is kind of the behavioral finance step that we do. Uh, I wrote a book on this over 11 years ago uh, where we grade stocks under eight key fundamental factors. I can tell you those eight factors, things like sales growth, earnings momentum, margin expansion, earnings surprises, return equity, analyst revisions. What happens is is these factors uh, go in and out of favor. And uh, so what we do at the management company, we're always tweaking the models to lock in on what works on Wall Street. So the stocks have to pass our quantitative screens, our fundamental screens. Last year was very interesting. It was predominantly uh, companies that had very strong international business and very strong analyst revisions. And uh, this year is totally different. Uh, uh, last year we had a, a weak dollar. Uh, so you had a so you wanted to buy big multinationals, uh, international companies that because they all had a, a currency tailwind. Now they have a currency headwind with a strong dollar. So now you, you got to return home, be more domestic, be more small mid cap. And um, June is going to be an interesting month because we have the annual Russell realignment. Uh, so a lot of our stocks are, are, should be added to the Russell indices, the 2000, 3000. Um, we have the MSCI realignment, the Morgan Stanley International realignment. We'll be adding some Chinese blue chips in June. Um, we trade ahead of the, what we call the smart beta ETFs. They get realigned usually every quarter. We try to trade ahead of those as well. So basically, we try to front run the indices and, and all the flow of funds on Wall Street. And, um, you know, the indices are dumb. They're passive. And, um, so, uh, and that's 90% of the flow of funds on Wall Street. So we just try to be the nose of the dog versus the tail of the dog and trade ahead of it. So, Louis, what misperceptions do you see by investors and even their advisors in the investment marketplace? Well, asset allocation doesn't work at all, okay? Uh, so asset allocation is uh, basically uh, just another step to being a mediocre loser, Okay. Uh, value investing was horrific last year. Anyone that has value investing did very, very poorly. Okay. First of all, all our portfolios are low beta. Uh, they're low beta. They move independent of the market. Uh, we have our conservative growth strategies, you know, where we have stronger sales and earnings in the market. Those are all up 30 plus percent last year. And then we have our dividend growth strategies where companies that double their dividends every six, seven years. Um, we think if you mix the dividend growth with the conservative growth, uh, you can get a much smoother, steadier ride. We barely have more, more than a 4% drawdown on a trillion 12 month basis in the last several years. And we think that's the best way to go. Now, we know a lot of people are nervous. They like getting out of the market. So we do have a lot of tactical products that will do that for them, both ETFs where we're top ranked. We're number one in the last three years. Morningstar Advisor, we're number two in the last five years, five star. 
or we'll do it in stocks where we're even better. We have beta point four eight, and, and uh, uh, we move in and out of the market. But, you know, the, moving in and out of the market is not tax efficient. Um, so um, if people have pensions, we will move in and out of the market if they get nervous. But for people that have taxable money, we do think they should stay in the market and get long-term capital gains via dividend growth and uh, conservative growth strategies. Because the dividend stuff's kind of zigs when the growth stuff zags. And, uh, and dividend growth is better than high dividend. Are you focused totally on the uh, U.S. market? Are you international, emerging market? No, we do everything. We do absolutely do everything. Last year, we were about 30% international. We're trimming that now because of the dollar rally. The main thing that's going on is the Morgan Stanley indices, the MSCI indices, are being realigned in June and uh, September. The big realignment is adding a lot of Chinese blue chips, but they added a lot of great little Israeli tech stocks and things like that. So we're on the, on the forefront of that, ahead of the realignment. Um, we also are very good during earnings season. You know, I mean, the last four weeks, I know on the mutual fund I run, I'm up over 7%. And uh, that's largely because earnings came out and popped all our stocks. And we had 90 stocks in that fund. So uh, we, we're very proud that, you know, we can go up uh, with so many stocks. Yeah, I remember uh, your podcast said uh, we were going through some rough times a few weeks ago, and you said had our earnings season is going to start next week or something like that. We're going to have very strong earnings, so just hang tight. Don't be so nervous. It's media and hype and the like, and uh, you know, earnings came out, and they were strong, and uh, you, you you were spot on. So let's go back. Uh, they're for- strong. Those are the strongest earnings in my lifetime, probably, yeah. uh, because that was the first quarter benefit from the tax cuts. Your earnings momentum is going to slow down, and it's not because of the economy. It's just the year-over-year comparisons are getting more difficult. But I think the the thing I'd like to get across to your readers is people don't know the stock market is physically dying. Um, we've been losing float in the stock market since nineteen uh, since two thousand nine, and uh, the amount of companies that are boosting their dividends. I mean, my average stock has increased the dividend over thirty nine percent in the last twelve months, and we're buying their stock back is just relentless. And so the physical stock market is dying, and and money, you know, money's pouring in the stock market, and there's less stock outstanding, so that's why it's melting up. Yeah, we've uh, we've heard that before, and there was a great Barron's article written a few months months ago on uh, on that very subject. Let's go back for just a minute to diversification. Uh, you are definitely out of step, as we all know, and uh, saying diversification is uh, is pooey. And uh, you are with Warren Buffett, but uh, with investment advisors in the whole investment world, everybody believes in diversification. Address that a little bit for us. If, if you were involved in a debate with someone, what would you say if they were saying everybody should be widely diversified? Well, it's very simple. I'm a quant. And what I do is I blend my own portfolios together to give everybody the smoothest, steadiest ride possible. I say, give me your risk tolerance, your pain threshold, and I'll give you the best possible returns I can. And a lot of times we have to dial in for tax efficiency as well. So um, when I do that, um, yeah, I will have international growth. I will have dividend growth. I will have small, mid, large cap growth. So I'm going to cover about five style boxes out there. I don't do value. I'm an ex-banking analyst. I used to cook the books for financials. I don't. I don't trust them. I'll never buy a, a major money center bank, okay? Because I know too much. Because again, I used to cook the books. But I'm very good at accounting, okay? And earnings season is my judgment day. But the safe place on Wall Street is wherever money's flowing, and that's where we want to be. So I do cover about five style boxes. 
that's what I do. And then I eat my own cooking. You know, um, my firm is, is a little different. Uh, we are a family office with friends and family. I don't pay myself because um, I have a big newsletter business, and the SEC doesn't like newsletter guys in the management business, so I don't pay myself. I've been that for 15 years. Uh, I put all my money in my own products. Okay, so when people invest, I guess where my money is, um, I usually buy the mutual fund version of what we do. And um, and our fees are very low, um, and, the, and we're one of the few managers that they don't like our low fees. We just charge 10% of profits once a year, okay? So either we're good or we're stupid, and that's net of all costs. So we really do enjoy what we do, but we exist to help people. Uh, we like them to use financial advisors because, uh, uh, you know, we don't do everything good. You know, I like I have a $3 billion a year bond business, and uh, I'm a triple B uh, expert, and it's a big business that we have. But I don't do munis and other things. So, you know, we, you need a financial advisor for a lot of other things that we're not good at. But, um, um, but what we do, we're very, we're, we, 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 we think we're pretty good at and we want to help people. So uh, who are your subscribers and your, your, your clients for the advisory business? And why, why do you think they work with you guys? I mean, when I say who well, they are, are they institutions, I, foundations? Are they individuals? Uh, are they advisors? I would I would say about 80% of our subscribers are stockbrokers, financial advisors. Uh, if the stock goes up, it's their idea. If it goes down, it's my idea. Um, <laughs> I never thought of that one. That's a good idea here. <laughs> there's a service that I call out there called Zach that copies me 85% of the time. If you go into Yahoo Finance, you'll see my publisher, Investor Place. Uh, you'll see Zach, the Motley Tool, Street.com. Zach's is copying me 85% of the time, so they're popping my stocks. So a lot of people, when they hire us, they want us to say, hey, I want to hire you because, I, I, you know, you make a recommendation the stock pops. You know, I get it through my broker, or I get it through Zach's or whatever, and so I want to get in early. So that's a lot of the management business is being the pecking order, being the, the nose of the dog versus the tail of the dog. But, you know, I'm, I'm in Florida right now, and there's a lot of retired guys that trading off my letter, and, and um, you know, they seem to enjoy themselves very, very much, and I'm happy to help them if they need me. A lot of times they do very good off my letter, so they don't need me. But other times, you know, they decide they're going to go on a cruise and decide they need me. So, um, so uh, we're here to help, and, and we'll, we'll, we take care of people whether they want our, our, our publications or whether they want our management. So, Louie, if you were asked, uh, well, what is some good advice for investors that, that maybe they're not hearing that, that, that you would give to them? Just, just pro bono advice. Well, I think that people don't know the, all the hidden costs out there. Um, you know, I'm in South Florida right now. Um, private REITs are big hot sellers down here. There's nothing wrong with private REITs. You get a 10% yield, but people don't realize that you, you may not get all your principal back. Um, and th- there's some pretty high, high commissions there. So anytime something's private, um, you might want to, you might want to ask a lot of questions. Um, Tony Robbins is my neighbor up my street. Tony tells everybody they should be double protected. You know what double protected means? Put your pension in an annuity. I think that's the stupidest advice I've ever said. I'm not Ken Fisher, but I would never put a, a pension in an annuity. Okay. Uh, I don't know why Tony says that. I think he's, has a relationship with some insurance annuity companies. Um, but I think the other thing that um, people should be aware of is that um, there are a lot of hidden costs out there in ETFs and things, mostly spreads. You have to pay a premium to buy an ETF, a discount to sell. 
Uh, we're top-ranked in ETF management, even though our stock management performs better. But the main reason we're good at ETFs is we know how to trade them. Uh, we were buying some financial ETFs the other day for our, our ETF portfolios. We ran about $400 million that, and uh, we ran out of liquidity. We had to call the ETF firm to create units. And you just can't blindly buy and sell. Robo is a freaking disaster, okay? All the robos are designed to churn accounts, screw people under the surface, uh, pick them off on spreads. It's a disaster, okay? Um, so never, ever have a robo or a computer run your money. Well, Louie, we got to hand it to you. You're a man of opinions here, and uh, we appreciate hearing those. And uh, th- these are not all messages that uh, the public is hearing, certainly not on CNBC, etc. A few years ago, you wrote a book, uh, the little book that makes you rich, a proven market-beating formula for growth investing. Give us a 30-second synopsis of that book, will you? It's basically how to use our online databases. But, again, our research is online free. We exist to power people. So you can go to my website. Uh, com or my publishing site, com, and you can log into our dividend grader or stock grader. You can key all your stocks in. We grade them on A, B, C, D, D, and F basis. A's are strong buys, B's are buys, C's are holds, D's are dogs, F's are dog with leaves. Um, but basically, when you start using our graders, you, you start forcing yourself to sell good stocks to buy better stocks. The other thing we strongly recommend is people put at least 60% of their money in conservative stocks, 30 moderately aggressive, 10% aggressive. What's saved today often comes more volatile down the road. So you do have to trim and prune your portfolio, just like you prune a garden. Hey, appreciate that. That, that, that is great advice here. So a question we'd like to ask all of our guests here, Louie, what keeps you awake at night? I hate August. Uh, <laughs> if I run the stock market, I'm closing it every August. New York's gone. Uh, Europe's gone. Short sellers come out. They try to squeeze everybody. Um so the markets are seasonal. They're better from mid-November mid, uh, to uh, mid-April. There's a year in pension funding. There's pension funding in the, in the uh, first uh, three and a half months of the year. Um, May, June, July are okay, but I hate August, and the first half of September can be tough. But, um, you know, so I have clients that are phasing money in, and a lot of them I'm not going to put in until late September. Well, very interesting. We appreciate uh, appreciate hearing that. And, in addition to your book, uh, if someone were to ask you, what book on investing would you recommend uh, for for people interested in investments? What would you recommend? I wouldn't so much recommend a book as much as I'd recommend, uh, like William O'Neill and uh, Reading Investors Business Daily. I don't agree with his stop loss methodology. I think you'll get whipsawed, but I do. I do think that Investors Business Daily is a very, very good newspaper. And you always want to read about the credit markets and how they interact with the stock markets. You know, obviously, companies are selling a lot of debt buying their stock back. You know, a lot of people don't, you know, like Larry Summers is out there. He's a former Treasury Secretary. He's out there telling everybody the devil's going to blow everything up. He's, he's so full of crap, it's not even funny, okay? Uh, I watch these Treasury auctions. We've got a strong dollar. We've got a lot of foreign capital in America. And uh, and the the bid to cover ratio on the Treasury yields are very healthy, so yields are are, are well behaved, and uh, the Fed's not going to have to raise rates as much as people think they are. So um, you know a lot of the stuff you see on TV is just hype. Uh, I'm not allowed to go on CNBC now because I'm not bearish. They only want bearish people who now in November because they're trying to influence the election, and uh, they do, they don't want the message out there that you know uh, you know we have peace and prosperity and uh, you know we have the record. Uh, strongest earnings in our lifetime. P ratios are, are plunging. Buybacks are relentless. You know, good news doesn't stop. 
And it's very, very sad that uh, there's some very biased people that want to cloud that message. Well, again, we, we appreciate that opinion, and it's not one that uh, one is going to hear in the mainstream media. So uh, another really reason to listen to our show and others like it. So how do people contact you guys? Navalier.com? Yeah, I would go to Navalier.com and sign up for Market Mail, which is our weekly market commentary. We just need your name and email. Um, whether you're an investor or financial advisor, the box there you can check. Um, try our online databases. Um, just get to know us a bit. Uh, Mark and Milk, it's written by myself, uh, Gary Alexander, who is a historian, wonderful writer, Yvonne Marchek, our global expert, Brian Perry, our dividend expert, and Jason Bonner, who's our, uh, our trading uh, sector expert. So uh, Mark and Milk over 20 pages every week with lots of graphs and charts. It's very detailed. It's a little like economy. So uh, if people have insomnia, they might actually go to sleep reading Mark and Milk. So detailed. But uh, there'll be something there for everybody. Okay, thank you very much. That, um, that could be very, very helpful to our listeners here. So final words for our listeners here, Louis. Uh, you're, you're in an incredible earnings environment. Um, uh, the main thing is the dollar's strong now. Uh, so, um, you know, half the sales of the S&P are outside of America. So you want to be more domestic, uh, more small, mid. Um, you know, there's wrong having a big company. Just make sure it's more domestic, Okay. Um, energy is obviously going to have phenomenal two quarters. I'm loaded with refiners, okay? Uh, the spread between the WTI and Brent Cruiser right now it means the refiners are going to make a ton of money. So uh, we feel very, very good about a lot of our domestic plays right now. And, um, and um, you know, we don't have earnings season locked and loaded. But um, we, we are, are very comfortable and confident with our stocks right now. Okay. Well, Louie, again, thank you very much for joining us. We really appreciate it. And uh, our best wishes to you and Navalier and Associates and your newsletter business and all of it to continue to be so successful. And again, thank you very much for joining us today from Florida. It's been an honor. Thank you. Again, we've been talking with Louis Navalier, founder, chief investment officer of Navalier and Associates out of Reno, Nevada. You've been listening to Strategic Investor Radio on OC Talk Radio. I'm Charlie Wright, wishing you all an enjoyable week and productive investing. Strategic Investor Radio is a production of OC Talk Radio and is provided for educational purposes only. Content of this program and the views of the guests should not be considered as recommendations by OC Talk Radio or investment advice from the host, Charlie Wright, or any other entity attached to this production. Investors should always consult qualified financial, investment, tax, or legal professionals prior to investing.